tickling my ears. What Jesus. is that? What Why is, is there that? ghost sounds? It's the final day. Oh, one day left. Hi- Happy Halloween. It's the final day. It's Halloween. It's the final day for our uh, our promo. Where Last we, chance. Where we're giving away the no BS six-pack formula with the purchase of any of our bundles, any of our maps bundles, the sexy athlete bundle. You have the build your butt bundle or you have the RGB bundle, which is nine months of exercise programming. This is You have one day left, basically. Enroll in any of those bundles. You get the no BS six-pack formula for free. I can't think of a better treat to get on Halloween. You can find Ooh. any of those programs at mindpumpmedia.com. Look how clever you are. That's not a trick. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Doug mentioned it already that the, the best thing would be if we were like in glass booths, but that would be lame. Dude. I like to touch you. Yeah, that's huh? weird. You can't. You're too far, bitch. You moved your you moved your chair so far away from Actually, me. Actually, you're supposed to be over here. I don't like living. But in I want to be next to Justin. No, now. Doug wants you over here. This is where we're going to move. Something you. you need to understand about me is I enjoy novelty. I'm done with you. Maybe we'll I've go. moved on to Justin. <laughs> All right, you're maybe, next, Doug. You'll, yeah. Maybe you'll bounce back and forth. Actually. So today, Doug's yeah. Doug's uh, station on will get done. Thrust. I'm very excited for his station. His little DJ booth. Yeah. Mix Max the D. I, I, I think He's I'm gonna, nuts. I'm gonna get uh, Doug some of those like Paul Schaefer glasses, you know, like colored and like little rectangular oh, nice, squares, nice. so he looks like Paul Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. shave my head. Wait, isn't he the guy on the? We David do Letterman? need to make yeah. him more Hollywood. I think you're right. A hundred percent. We need to. I definitely want. He's a new hairdo or something. Yeah, I, I would love. Hey, Doug, grow my you, hair out and put a ponytail. Can you, Doug? Yeah, can exactly. you dye your hair purple or something weird like that? Sure. Why not? <laughs> actually, <laughs> yes. That's actually for the team. I would like to see. I raise your hand. This majority rules. Checkered. Glasses. No, no, it's the majority rules. So whatever we decide, you have to do. Okay. Uh, raise your hand if you want Doug to grow a beard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know you what? Go. You know what I think actually. So I, I, I have. You would look good with the beard. Look maniacal. Beard, you would. Sure. You would. You look You'd handsome look now. You would look handsomer then. You know what? He's either going to look jazzy or he's going to look like a villain. Ah. One of the two. Either way, you win. Yeah. I think if you that, think yeah, about that's it, true. I, like I would like to for Christmas time. Maybe we'll do this. I have a buddy of a buddy that actually dresses the celebrities. So he's like, he's the one who like takes you shopping and says, really? like, this is your oh, style. This I like is your, that. Right. So maybe I'll set that mm. up for us. Yeah, for let's us? do that. Yeah. Well, I, I think you could use. Ain't nobody dressing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, only undressing. <laughs> you want to come and undress me? It's different. Uh, Nobody's dressing me but me. Why, dude? Because, man. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what's funny? How funny is this? Like I'm going to call you out on soccer. I'm going to call you out on some shit Always. right here. What? We, we we pride ourselves on being so, and this is what the difference between, I think, you and me here is that <laughs> I try my best to be uh, open-minded to everything, not just like my fitness world and my health that I'm related to. Like, I try and be open-minded about How is that not being open-minded? To no. not allowing someone to like- To, to dress me? I yeah. don't think you understand. He's fully like adapted to his clothing to where we are. Look outside. We got, you know, AstroTurf grass, you know, it's inside. All we need is to throw a soccer ball out there. You're ready. <laughs> He's ready to go. I, and I got my chucks on, so shut up. Right. It doesn't make me not uh, sure. open-minded. Here's, let me Listen, Adam, you. let me ask you a question. What? Can I put this water bottle up your ass? No. Well, you're not open-minded. Whoa. See that, how that argument doesn't work for everything? <laughs> no, it's that's, stupid. That's a, Let, bad, that's a bad analogy. It's, mm. it's almost I'm not the asking, same. I'm not asking Jumps someone to violate you, and there's nothing that takes it's 
it's very prof- violating to and me. And shoving a water bottle up someone's asshole doesn't take a professional to do that. This is actually a, <laughs> that somebody, takes work. Actually, gotta, depends on the way depends up. on the size of the yeah, bottle. Exactly. This is something that okay. Here's and then you have to learn to accept that. Like there's there's mm. people that do this for a living that look at someone's complexion, their eyes, oh, their I hair, get it. Yeah, I get it. their their no, size, no. their frame, and they say this type of look will look really good on you. It's not that I don't care. It's not. And then and then when you've gone through that process. Uh, you don't need to have someone fucking lay your clothes out every single day, but it kind of opens your That's eyes. That's the only thing I would look forward to, in fact, to be honest mm. with you, would be having my clothes laid out every day. Other than that, what I'll a waste start doing of, that for stupid, you. huh? I'll start doing that for you. Yeah, that'll right. work. No, I just, I just not. <laughs> for now, on, when we get to the studio, Doug will, or, uh, Sal will have an outfit laid have out. All laid out. Here you go. Yeah. I'm dressing this is what you you're today. wearing tomorrow. Yeah, like, why am I wearing pink shorts? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, whatever. It's not that important. Have someone pick out your clothes. Who cares? It's not that hard, and it's not that. It's not like that's another thing. You know too. what I'll do? It. This is what I'll do. If we're going to a big event, let's say we're going to the Academy Awards or something crazy oh, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. then yeah, okay, pick out. You know, get me a, a custom tailored tuxedo or whatever you want to do. That's fine. That's no different, deal. bro. Why would you not want? Why would you be so anti the assistance of somebody to dress me? To I'm op- a grown man. To opening your eyes about <laughs> what maybe look may look better on you based I, off I, of those things I just told you. Because you don't know anything about that. Just like mm. you probably don't know anything about like the feng shui of this building and the importance of the colors and what's different shades and how you can't go. You can't Bro, do you something can't warm stop, with something cold. Like, stop mixing fucking cultures together. Like the feng shui, hot, cold dude going to come dress me from Hollywood doesn't match. You got to choose one and pick one. No, it's all the same idea. The idea is that I the, want to be, if you want to get your somebody, clothes feng shui. There's somebody who's a professional. Mm. That does that. that he's can, resistant to this type. I know. Of stuff. He's like, yeah. if it's not Sal's idea, yeah. it, it's if it's not his idea or his thing he came up with, he is so hell bent <laughs> and hard on it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm. heaven forbid, someone else recommends something that for him, and then he has to be open minded yeah. to try it. Now, if he he's open minded to go try things on his own that he thought up, he researched, he decided on his own this is a good idea. Mm. But if someone mentions to him that hey, there might be somebody who's professional that can come over and help you out with this, <laughs> would you like that? Absolutely. Oh, oh, you're that, qualified this for this. Is absurd. Why would I ever let somebody dress me? Uh, yeah, Why true. not though? Why not? Because it's uh, on my list of priorities with clothing. How it dare goes, you give me advice. It goes shielding me from the elements. That's the first priority. Uh, so I got to dress according to the weather, uh, comfort, and then that's about. I mean, okay. And then yeah. styles yeah, third, whatever. right? Styles third, fourth, maybe. You know, I don't know what goes above it, but it's not. Okay, definitely so not second. It's, so it's not like I'm asking you to go through a fucking uh, four year, okay, you, four year degree. It's like some guy meets you one time <laughs> and gives you some tips, like, some "Hey, pointers. Sal, here's you, some enhancement. You can't, ideas. you can't put that brown with that that color. Like, it just doesn't work, dude. But you can do this here's if what you I like think. that. And then you go like, light bulb goes off because you're a smart guy. You go, oh shit, I never realized that or thought about that. And now that you got this great advice, now when you go and you put your socks on or you put your shoes on you put your shirt yeah, on the day ca- now you like right before you grab that shirt then <laughs> like a year ago you would grab you go oh you know what i remember that uh, he told me that this looks better on me and goes better with my complexion maybe mm. i should grab this shirt instead and then you get a compliment that day mm. yeah. and you feel better Ooh. and then you speak better on the mic wow and you help others confidence. better confidence confidence you know what it just if, it just if it, i you know what you're right because if i uh if i was the kind the of person butterfly that, effect if i was the kind of person that relied on other people's compliments and approval <laughs> then that would make a lot of sense that's totally true you know you made a good point there adam mm. <laughs> I see. What you, I see what you did there. It's unfortunate. So, it's a it, when you, you start a fight with a ninja. You know, it's oh no, no, nothing about that. You're just digging yourself a hole of like never being able to get fucking. It's because then when you do finally do, everybody's gonna know. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, so obviously someone's laying. Oh no, then I'll, then, I'll then I'll spin it. Then I'll spin it. I'll spin it, uh-huh. I'll spin it differently. Uh-huh. 
Oh, it's just God. weird. He's coming in a three-piece yeah. suit. No, if week. we go somewhere nice and we're going to go do something, I definitely have no problem doing that. But on an everyday basis, like, gives a shit. Well, it, here's It's a, my fucking studio. I why wouldn't you I, give a you shit? You fuckers are lucky I'm not naked, right? I'm yes. only... The only reason why I'm not naked at the moment is I haven't warmed that up to you guys no, yet. I'm but it's ki- going to happen. No, no, no. I, and, no I'm going to be naked here, on the mic. When, when Listen, it's not... Uh, you know, you can say that. <laughs> no but. one's giving you a hard time about that. I, and I mean, I, I like teasing you and stuff like that. But I mean, we're in comfort. I, I want, I want you guys to be so comfortable. We roll up in here in fucking slippers and your clothes. You roll out of bed. Well, who gives a shit? So it is our fucking. That's studio. what I basically do. <laughs> That's the part of the benefits of working as hard as you've worked for as long as you have and building this what you've built in front. Ah, uh, no, nah, we're not getting. That's sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> That's not our style. Man. Come on. Well, yeah, that, and that, when, I, when Justin says it's sloppy, it. that shit's sloppy. I, I feel like there's. When you when I when I lounge around like You're that, like, that's, right. that's probably like a football Sunday for me, right? I feel like the the way I'm dressed and it, it actually it bleeds over into how I am the rest of the day. Mm. And when I'm dressed sharp, I'm clean, I'm clean cut, everything feels good. I feel like that bleeds over in the way how I carry myself and how productive I am and what I do. That's just that's just something that I've noticed personally. Maybe you're not different. Maybe you're totally different. Maybe you can look horrible and that doesn't even matter to you. That's right. And you yeah. crush. My lack of uh, you crush shaving no matter- is intentional. You know, the dirt <laughs> on my shoes, intentional. Yeah, I see. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, that kind of stuff's not important to me. The way I feel physically and, you know, emotionally and spiritually and, you know, all that kind of stuff is important. How I look with my clothes, I mean, I guess it, I mean, it can definitely make an impact. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm not going to look crazy, but at the same time, I kind of get off on not giving a shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I like walking into places and having like three holes in my shirt and just being like, you know, like, like it's cool that I just don't give a shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, there's some, I think there's something cool about that too. When you, when you're, when you're so filthy rich, like you, you, now you shop at, you know, target yeah. jeans and you wear just the white Hanes shirt and like some old sneakers, like, and well, a ball cap around. I mean, and you could fly you, around let in me your ask you this. Jet. That's could, fucking cool. Could you yeah. spend, could you spend, uh, let's say you're just fucking, you're just loaded, right? But you then you're like Steven Seagal. Yeah. You know, don't turn into him. No. Yeah, let's say you're just fucking loaded. You got shit tons of money. Doesn't even matter. Would you spend a thousand dollars or two thousand or three thousand dollars on a pair of jeans would i no yeah. fuck no oh, maybe yeah. see see yeah i don't I, know I've, I, never, I've never spent that i much. feel like here, but you get what i'm saying i like, feel like there's an overpriced something for like a good you know like if, if it's something that's like i could see the same quality in and put apples to apples and you know this one is like not even close to the price of the other i'm you know i'm not gonna get sucked into the idea of the brand of it you know mm-hmm. what i mean you know, uh, who is it? There's this famous story. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, there was a reporter eating lunch with Bill Gates, and uh, she says, oh, I noticed that you only tipped the, the the waitress, you know, 20 bucks, but when I had lunch with your son, he tipped the waitress uh, 150 or $200. Why is that? And Bill Gates said, because my son is the son of a billionaire, and I was the son of someone in the middle class. So I think, you know, we mm. have, you, you know, you build all this whatever and you've got all this money. I still, under, the value of money to me is still different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that I don't think, sense. I could have billions of dollars and I, I can tell you right now, I would not spend a million dollars on a car. You know, there's cars out there that are a million bucks. Oh, I don't know if I, I'd I spend a million on a car. I wouldn't be able no. to because well, even though, the, even though if, even if you do the math, you do the math, if you're just firmly ingrained got, in you, if you've got a billion dollars, a million dollars is literally, you know, like a thousand dollars is to me now or whatever. It's a ridiculous, uh, you know, it's a trivial amount at that point. But to me, it's like the value of money it's just something different because well, of here's, where I came from here's the way I look at it and I think yeah. and there's nothing wrong look you want to Ju- spend money on Justin you know. said it Justin said it really well which is like it's like a pair of jeans right like I, I've spent that kind of money like you said on a pair of shoes but I've never spent that kind of money on a, on a pair of pants and there's actually a market for for shoes now. I mean, they've literally they've done TED talks on this, and it's getting crazy. And there's Beckett's for it, and price guides, and apps for it. Like, 
So there's there's a huge value in collectible type shoes. And so I see that. That's the same thing goes with like my my watch collection and then the classic Camaro. Like, you know, as I've gotten older, uh, the things that I splurge or uh, spend what somebody else might think is a ridiculous uh, think is a ridiculous amount of money on yeah. on something that they don't care like you you don't care on about you. shoes that much but or or watches like that but you know I argue back that that you know it's something one I think is very cool two I love three uh, represents something a milestone in my life and then four holds its value I could turn around and sell it for damn near or some cases well, that's more just than investment what I, that's just smart well, and, investing. So, and so that goes back to like the Mm-hmm. thing you said like i wouldn't spend a million dollars on a car but i would spend 10 million on my home mm-hmm. because you could get that money out anytime you want and why not live in the most extravagant home that you could ever possibly yeah. be able to afford and pay for yourself like it's an, it's it still makes a, sense if there's some sort of investment value there exactly sure. so yeah. i i yeah, think I, that's I, that's really subje- how i justify it's just subjective you know what i mean it's a subjective thing it's it's one of those you know what you find important for you and i think everybody should in, you know, spend their money on what they want to spend it on, what they find important. And it's it's nobody else's business to tell that person what's a good use of your money or a bad use of your money. That's a decision you make, you know, you should be able to make on your own. Well, for, for me, you know, will, will I will I ever spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a, a, on a wardrobe? I mean, if it was an investment that, you know, if it was something that influenced my business, if I was going to all these different events and having to look a certain way, I don't know, maybe. But now, I mean, no. And plus, we're in fitness, which is great. Look, one of my favorite things about being in the fitness industry abs- has to be top five is the fact that I can wake up in the morning, put on sweats, and go to work. I Could you imagine having to wear a suit <laughs> every five? I did for a second. No, I worked in banking. I did too. Yeah, I worked I did in banking for a, for a short period of time. I did investments, and I had to wear a suit every day, and it was fucking miserable to wear a suit yeah. every day. Yeah. Miserable. And I've never had to do that, so maybe yes that's why no. I like to do it more. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, I, I wasn't in it for very I long, mean, but I kind of enjoyed the process of like putting it on, doing my hair, you know. Have you ever put a suit on, looked at yourself in the mirror, oh, and not feel think like, you, you feel look like money. fucking sharp and feel good? Yeah, bro. I'm and how many, how many times has your wife said to you, yeah, like, God Or you're going you to the coffee shop and everybody looks at you different, people address you in a different way, you know, that's just how it is because you're presenting yourself. Like you know, that. that reminds me, have you ever, you guys ever watched the show How I Met Your Mother? No. Oh, God, another great one. You should watch. God, you are missing out on a lot of good things, man. Too mm-hmm. much books you're reading. <laughs> too, many, too many books. Too many studies. See, there's there's a give and take to everything. Could read a lot of encyclopedias and books and be really smart and be able to say a bunch of fucking surveys. But if you can't, you, don't watch good, you miss out on some great bullshit. fucking entertainment, yeah. dude. I heard it's a good show. It is a great show. And it's got- miss uh, on The Bachelorette. What's, what's, the, what's the, 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 um, the doctor that was the kid? Remember? That was, and he's gay, but he, he's- uh, Doogie Hauser guy, yeah. What's his name? <laughs> we don't know his real name, but we know it's Patrick. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Pa- Pat- Patrick something, right? Patrick, yeah, that's it. So, something, whatever. Everybody yeah. knows who I'm talking Patrick about. Patrick something. He he's he, fucking hilarious, he, by the way. Oh, he is hilarious, and yeah. he's his character in this is just yeah. awesome. He's like over the top fucking fucks everybody right yeah. and he talks about it he's and like he, he wears a suit everywhere like everywhere he wears a suit he's you can never find him out of a suit then it's like that's he's his, hilarious did you guys see him it's uh, like madman i loved his i loved him in uh was it harold and kumar go to white castle did you see oh, that yeah, yeah, i have yeah, that, that movie. Oh, where he's all yeah. fucked up and shit on drugs and yeah, stuff. yeah that's, hilarious. A great, that's a great movie yeah. 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 hilarious doogie hauser great stuff yeah we should probably talk about fitness at some doogie. point Doogie. no you know what i'm actually topics it's, on been, it's been refre- i have a good idea but uh you can go ahead well it's been refreshing that we have i mean we got so much going on right now it's unbelievable we just had our meeting with our pr right now we just sat down with all the uh companies that are kind of throwing that you know this is neat though right we finally are in a position 
where uh, I feel like we can be very, very choosy mm-hmm. uh, with who we're going to do anything with whatsoever business wise. And, you know, maybe six months, six months ago, I felt like it was, you know, every once in a while we'd hear from a company that would reach out and be interested and we'd go back and forth on filling each other out. I'm like, eh, I don't know if this will be a, a good relationship or not. And now it's like, She's, it's become a full-time job for her of just going through. Well, what's exciting is there's a lot of people who, um, in, in our industry, and I don't realize that there's that many people out there starting to grow, who uh, have a similar message. And that's why they're contacting us. Like, we love your show. We have a similar message. Mm-hmm. We think uh, we're a good fit. And I like that. I like the fact that there's more, there's more of that starting to happen. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow a lot. Oh no, it you you can see that, right? I mean, uh, one of the things and I can't I don't want to share too much cuz obviously we have no idea if we're going to do it or not, but you know, there's a, there's a a, co- a company right now that is uh totally going in the direction that we always talked about if we ever were to do any sort of supplements where we, you know, it have to be like the raw ingredients, no proprietary blends and bullshit like that. And the things that are actually super transparent, yeah, very mm-hmm. transparent and that's like literally like their their pitch, right? Is that is just like Openly to where all all the sources all it's coming from. So not only what's in it, where is it coming from? Yeah, where are they being sourced? Yeah. Where is it being manufactured? I mean, you got to know you know independent lab tested, uh, you know products that are you know basic but actually have some merit and some value. Mm-hmm. You know that's what you would want out of if you know the the, the purpose, overly informed. I yeah, mean, you're going to know everything. And the purpose of supplements really should be to supplement a an excellent diet. If you don't have that first, then supplements are a waste of. You know what's funny? You s- you brought you bring this up. This reminds me of something. And I want to I want to share this with you because um, I always like to to share our experience as we go through stuff that and and I know on the show. Um, you know, one of the messages that mind pump has really, really got out there a lot is the, the protein, the overconsumption of protein with all the bros and shit out there yeah. that have been preaching two to three grams. And so we're kind of so anti that. And, you know, I do notice, and I just, so I was, I was, I've been intuitively eating for like the last, you know, couple months now, ever since we've been getting so busy, I haven't, I haven't had time. I have nothing that I need to get in crazy shape for. So, um, I've been basically fasting once a day or once a week and uh, just intuitively eating and I'm my fat and I'm eating really high fats. I'm probably somewhere between three to 400 grams every day. My carbs are normally around a hundred would probably be a very high day. Anytime I run like a 200 gram day, like I did yesterday, uh, I will turn around and have less than 50 today. So I'll have a really low carb day to day. So, uh, but I've been intuitively doing that. And part of that also, I've stopped counting protein. I've been off of any shakes or bars for a long time now. And I only get my protein from whole foods and I don't even stress it when I don't get very much. Cause I'm just like, it's not as essential as we've made it out to be for so long. Like muscle isn't just going to fall off my body. And I don't feel like a ton of muscle has fallen off my body, but I also feel like there is something uh, that my body looks a little bit different. So I thought, okay, I'm going to like really get back into the swing of tracking and kind of see where I was at. Well, when I started tracking, I realized, you know, cause I'm eating sometimes two to four meals a day. And you know, some of those, those meals aren't a hundred grams of protein in each one of them. They're 20 to 40 grams in each one. So there's days that I could easily have only 80 mm-hmm. to 160 grams of protein. And 160, I would say, is probably on the lower end of where I want to be, and 80 is uh, significantly lower. And I just started making sure that I was hitting that 160 to 200 mark and getting it back up there, and instantly I saw a difference. I mean, sure. just, how much just, do you weigh? 
220 yeah. 227 right now right and so you're you're now now that you're you're eating more you're eating in the you know what studies show to be the upper limit of gaining benefit right that 0. 0.7 0. 0.8 grams per pound and you're noticing benefit yeah well that's what it's i mean you should well and and, and this is why performance I, benefit. I, I wanted to talk about it because i feel like we push so much the other direction but and i like haven't been taking i wasn't taking any of my shakes or bars or anything like that um and I felt like, okay, I should be easily be able to get, but it's not very easy for me. I'm a big guy. You know, I think if you're a 120 pound girl or 150, 60 pound guy, getting a hundred grams of protein isn't that tough. You know, you can mm-hmm. easily get two, three meals to get that in. But when you're 220, 230 pound dude, uh, that's a lot of protein. You still, I have to actively that. So that's yeah. the point I wanted to make that it, there still is, uh, it is some, a nutrient that I have to chase. It's not something that it just easily comes into my, into my diet. So I definitely have to pay attention to that. Um, I actually just went and got, uh, I found some real all natural, uh, way that I'm going to utilize if I need to, but still I'm chasing the whole foods first. And that's, that's where I went. But I definitely noticed a difference when I was consistently lower in the protein. It wasn't enough like, oh my God, 10 pounds of muscle fell off my body. But right away, once I started bumping it back up, I started to see these gains in the last, yeah, I mean, last couple of weeks. I mean, so. statistic, I mean, scientifically speaking, when you, Obviously look, we're at, all when, anecdotal right now. When you look at studies, uh, yes, there is a performance benefit from eating a high protein diet. And a high protein, uh, these studies define high protein very differently than uh, supplement companies and and you know massive roided out bodybuilders will they they'll say high protein is one and a half to two grams per pound of body weight which uh, is not high protein that's absurd protein that's a ridiculous amount of protein it's not backed by anything and right. uh, and very very and on, on the long term unused protein yeah on a, in the long term can potentially be dangerous uh, but you're talking about going from you know 0. 0.3 0. 0.4 grams of pro- protein per pound of body body weight to now moving up to 0. 0.8 and you're relatively lean. And studies will show that that's where you want to be in that 0.7, 0.8 for performance. But what's interesting is this reminds me of a study. Who I don't remember who who posted this on Instagram, but uh, it's one of those duh studies. Um, you know, like oh, you know, we just discovered fire. Probably that muscle PhD guy. Yeah, and it said something. My new nickname for him is Captain Obvious. Yeah, and it said uh, it said you know (laughs) fasting burns body fat much more effectively. Oh yeah, that was him. Yeah. But <laughs> but not fasting will build more muscle when you eat more calories. Like no shit, dude. And it's it makes me shake my head like first of all nobody nobody's fasting to build muscle, okay? Fasting is for yeah, health right. and fat loss. Uh so that's number 1. There's nobody saying, "Hey, listen, if you don't eat for, you know, 18 hours, you'll put more mm-hmm. muscle on." Now, in the long run, I'll argue you you probably well it becomes you more, you become more sensitive to protein after you do yes. that. I do notice yeah. that, and that that's does, the argument. Yeah, that once does you go eight, from fast yes. states, and now you can actually yeah, I want to see it I want to see you know studies that are long term. I'm I'm sick and tired of these eight you know week, twelve week studies. Look, if I take fucking anybody who's lifting weights and been working out for a while, and they and I change a macronutrient, I'm going to see some kind of a change within a 12 week period. I could have someone come in and I could say, uh, you know, okay, we're going to change. How have you been working out? Oh, you've been doing 12 reps. Great. For the next eight weeks, you're doing four reps. And you know what we're going to see? We're going to see bumps in maximal strength or low rep strength, right? Yeah. If someone comes in and I'm like, how much protein are you eating right now? Great. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bump that by 50%. We're probably going to see some changes within 12 weeks, but let's look long term. Let's mm-hmm. look at what's happening on a long term basis. Fasting isn't 
isn't a mass building, um, you know, muscle building technique. Well, it's a that's fat loss health building. You that know, study you're talking about too. The, they had them fasting for 20 hours, four days a week. Yeah. So, well, who in their right mind would even consider that as a smart plan if you're trying to bulk and build, right? Mm. So, of course, it's obvious that those two would compare. That's why I, you know, call them ca- it'd, Captain it'd be, Obvious. It'd but. be like saying, oh, you know, we had people do cardio and it looks like they didn't build any extra muscles. Like, no shit, that's not what <laughs> cardio is for. Yeah. But if you in- inject, you know, fasting or, or some type of, you know, cardiovascular activity into your routine, in the long term, will you build more muscle? Right. Uh, well, if you're healthier, you tend to build more muscle or at least it becomes easier and this, if you're unhealthy it might be more difficult so yeah this is why i recommend it as a tool typically one to two times per week that's it you know i'm not an everyday and then there's guys that do that and i'm not saying you can't be a everyday intermittent fasting person if it works for your lifestyle i mean i know nick the tooth we talked to him that's how he mm-hmm. eats nothing wrong with that at all but if your goal is is you know performance or gain uh i'm not i don't want you fasting more than one or two times a week i want you still to include that because i think there's tons of health benefits and, and long term like what sal is saying even if you're multi ultimate goal is bulking. It's still a smart strategy for you because I definitely notice a difference when I do that, how sensitive my body now Mm -hmm. becomes to protein. Like it's the, you're less oversaturated. Yes. And I feel like when you're just constantly, and we know this, right? When you're trying to, when guys try and bulk and they're just over consuming every single day, day and living in a surplus, don't think your body doesn't become adapted to that also. And not only does it become adapted, less responsive, but it becomes detrimental. And I get lots of, I get, I get emails and messages every single day. Wow, Sal, you know, I used to eat one and a half grams of protein per pound of body weight, but now I'm eating 0.7 and no more digestive issues. Mm-hmm. I'm getting stronger in the gym because I, I can eat more carbs and fats. I feel better. Which yeah. allows you to eat more too. A lot of times, you know, like when you're when you're in the bulking and you're and you're eating a ton of food all the time and you get all this, I mean, digestive feedback. Like it's all like, oh my God, oh, this this hurts to get down. And, you know, now I have to deal with heartburn. Now I have to deal with upset stomach and all these issues. But whereas, you know, if you let your body like relax for a specified day and, you know, everything in the process of that's going to improve prove like that's going to help you to keep uh, nourishing yourself over in a surplus plus let's we got to look at the whole picture okay let's look at the whole picture when you look at these studies and they show that they, this this group over here who consumed this ridiculous amount of protein over 12 weeks gained more muscle well how much more muscle is it worth to you are the is, are they going to gain you know 10 more pounds of muscle in a 12 week period fuck no steroids might not even do that yeah they might it might be a Half a pound or one pound more. Big fucking deal. And, and when you look at performance, you got to look at the whole thing. Uh, there's definitely strength performance in the gym, but there's also cognitive performance. And I don't know about you guys, but would, would you be willing to trade one pound of muscle for a 10% improvement in cognition? Hell yeah. yeah right. Everybody would. Are you kidding me? Which one's going to give you more dividends in life? Yeah. That extra one pound of muscle, the average Which person- Which you can't even tell on your body because it's distributed over your entire frame. No, no one's going to know. <laughs> that, let me put it this way. Think of it that way. You, you know? look, you, like, you're a dude. You want to build muscle because you want to pick up on chicks. That's fine. That one pound of muscle, none of those girls are going to notice. But that 10% improvement in cognition, your ability to talk to them, <laughs> let me tell you something. That's going to get you laid. That's what's going to get you laid. Science wins. <laughs> and that, that's my point. We got to look at the whole thing. And we know that things like fasting uh, are cognitive boosters on a significant scale. I, the reason why I fast, I don't fast to get leaner. I love that our goal is to try and get our listeners laid. Right? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, it's, That's always our I goal. I want my listeners happy. Well, yeah. I, I want. I just wanted to make, the reason why I brought it up was uh, 
just because I don't want people to, because uh, I feel like anytime we we say things now, like it's we it's the extreme, right? Like we tell, oh, don't worry about that. Oh, don't do that. This everyone's like, yeah, fuck fucking supplement companies and protein powder and everything like that, which we all are, yes, that way. But I also do believe that if you struggle with getting that intake through Whole Foods, because either whether it be a time thing or maybe you're a big fucking dude like me, I get it. You know what I'm saying? There's, there is, there is a, a place for that. And I could see that being introduced into your diet. Um, I, you're talking about what, what, like a protein powder? Yeah, like a whey protein. Yeah, no, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I hear that's what's, see, that's always, what, there is an actual place for that. That's stuff. what supplements are yeah. for. Supplement, the term supplement literally means to supplement, you know, your, nutrition your diet you know when thing when you're eating well and all the things are working for you and you're still lacking a nutrient it's very different you know difficult and yeah. you know adam you talked about supplementing for your needs a long time ago mm-hmm. i mean that's what they're that's what they're for but what it's not for here's what it's not for a protein powder or protein bars are not supposed to be consumed several times every single day for decades oh, yeah and that's what everybody that's what a lot of people you know, a lot of our peers do. Yeah. You know, they, they eat six meals a day, but what they I don't, don't, I they don't, don't have the answer to. Well, I don't know. think I would have a bar either. Like bars are done in my life. Like there is yeah. no bars sp- are even worse than the powder because bars. You're really most bars. You're only getting about 20, 25 grams of protein at best. And, and some of them less than that. And most of it is fucking artificial. Well, shit most of the ones on to the mention the integrity can, of what's actually in the product yeah. has been shown to be, you know, that's not the case. Like yeah. whatever is on the label is not, you know, they're, something you could bank on. They're glorified candy bars, yeah. but, a whey shake that is all natural, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have any artificial flavors or sweeteners in it and so like that. An all natural whey, I feel like that is something like right, I can mix that with my spinach and oh yeah. Yeah, mix that with my 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 spinach and blueberry mm-hmm. and, and blackberry, raspberry, strawberry type of blended up smoothie and great bang for your buck. Yeah, but what you're not doing is you're not like a lot of these guys will be like, Okay, I need to eat six meals every single day, but what they don't tell you is that two of their meals are are artificial. Two of their meals are shakes or bars and that's how they make up their diet and it's not once it's not even once a week that's where you're 100 percent correct it's i mean that, every, is, that is where you're exactly that bro, is the people that we we're talking to or we're trying bro, to get this message let me let me just to, paint let me paint the picture of the typical mm-hmm. uh, and this is again due to the industry but again the industry is driven by the consumer so it's partially it's definitely our fault as well but look at the typical gym rat schedule okay here's what they do wake up in the morning and have some type of a shake or something like that. Then they have a meal uh, later on. Then they have a pre-workout shake. Then they have an intra-workout shake. Then they have their post-workout have shake. Instagram posing shake. Then they have then they have a meal. Then they may have another meal. And then they have another bar. And <laughs> Instagram posing. But add all that up, man. Am add, I right? <laughs> add all of that shit up. That's a high, that is a very high load of artificial, extremely processed crap that they're putting in their bodies. And that's not, I'm not, what I'm saying is not, by the way, this isn't the extreme person. I, I could, I, on my phone right now, I could call five of my friends that are in our, that are our peers and all five of them follow that where they have, you know, several shakes every single day. That's no, why when, right. that's why when you get these guys that, that are like, Oh, you I've know. actually had people that yeah. like, when I, when I asked them like the first time we meet, uh, and this happens actually a lot, probably 50%. Bro, of the I time, was one of those guys. Like, how many protein I, shakes? I asked today. them like, you know, tell me your diet, how you eat. And then like, they brag to me or tell me, 
that they make sure they get a shake or a bar a day. Like the, it, saying that to me as if it was a, it's a healthy choice. Like, well, I make sure I get at least one protein shake or bar a day, you know, like every day, yeah. like they go out of their way to do that. It's like, oh, wow, that's, like not that's a food group. So the, I do. Yeah. So I want to back up a little bit and say that, you know, that is m- my approach is to to go all whole. I, I, my goal is to never use that. Like I want that jar to stay on my refrigerator for months that I don't have to go through it. But I do, I, I'm when I'm tracking like I am right now again, and I'm looking at my Fat Secret app, I'm going like, oh, shit, like, I'm, I'm pretty low on some sure. of these days. Which, sure. hey, But you're being smart about it. And, and you you know, the, the litmus test that people use to determine what protein powder they buy or what supplement they buy starts like this. Uh, oh, first of all, how many grams of protein does it have? Because that's all they care about. And then it goes, how does it taste? Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, oh, this one has lots of protein. It tastes really good. This is the one I'm going to use. The reality is, here's your litmus test. If you got, if you're buying a protein powder, where is it sourced from? How many extra ingredients does it have? Uh, if if it's whey protein, it should be whey protein. It, it should be organic. It should be from. Doesn't need anything else in it. <laughs> it doesn't need anything else. So you, why would you why would you look at it and see that there's there's all kinds of other things added to it? First of all, half of the ingredients are sprinkled in there, so they could say that they have them in there. Like we have these special anabolic herbs or whatever. In reality, there's probably none of that in there or very little. Um, and then all kinds of flavorings and things to increase the the palatability of the protein. Uh, you know, that's that's what people should should, should really look at. If they're going to go buy a protein, I would like to see a whey protein that is mm-hmm. uh, that's zero flavored, organic, oh, minimally yeah. processed. We talked about that's that. That's it. Even having having it look like it's just like straight brown straight bag, up right? a brown bag. Here you go. Yeah. Like there's no fluff to this. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, and and you, and you if you're one of those, I mean, it's, and here's another I thing too. I still think it's a good idea. There's a lot of very convenient sources of protein if you want to stay the whole natural route and if, and it's going to come along with a little bit of other some other macros so it's going to be a little more difficult to work in your meal plan but if you can have dairy if you're already having whey protein and you can have dairy go buy some fucking whole organic milk pour yourself a glass uh-huh. of that I, I mean that is a like that is a that is a missed uh, food or supplement that people, you know, bodybuilders used to drink all the time. Why oh. not have a glass of fucking whole organic milk? If you can get some raw milk, that's even better. Oh, that's, that was, that's do, me all do day. Do you remember? That was one of my viral posts I did way back when, when I did the milk versus the post-workout, and I did all the benefits that come mm-hmm. in the whole milk versus everything that we they sell and market to you. Is, I got a lot of shit on that one, for oh, sure. Yeah. People were like, what? Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, yeah, all these supplement companies that talk about all these great benefits you mm, get for your post-workout shake, yeah. you, uh, a glass of fucking whole milk pretty much covers all the same ones. It's like, whoa, well, here's, dude, here, I had no idea. Here's what you have to consider: if you're if you're eating a whole, uh, you know, whole food based diet, um, and it's healthy and everything's balanced, and then and your goal is to build muscle and you're doing a great workout, your routine is good, your programming is good, you know, uh, maybe you're doing maps and you know you, everything's on track, and now you want, but you want to keep pushing the limit on how much muscle you can build, mm-hmm. and so now you want to go the supplement route. Uh, barring creatine, because creatine will give you a pretty significant, you'll see it, you'll actually see a way, let's just pretend creatine's not in the equation. And you, But you want to use supplements, you want to stay natural, so you're not going to use steroids, and you want to really just use them to maximize how much muscle you're going to gain. How much muscle do you think you're really going to gain mm-hmm. from doing that? You, you push all that out with supplements, what, what, do you, what can you expect? A half a pound, a pound maybe? Mm. Maybe nothing? Yeah. I mean, is it really, I mean, is any of that worth it? And what Should is it? Should that be the, all the focus? And what is it costing you? Plus, look at the motivation behind what's getting you to the gym. I, and by the way, I'm speaking at a personal experience. Mm-hmm. My motivation to work out for most of my workout career 
was to build as much muscle as possible. That was my primary goal 100%. And as I've learned more and as I've become more evolved with the, the process, that is no longer my ultimate goal. That has now become a side effect. What is mm. the result of that? The result is I enjoy my workouts on a different level. It's much healthier for me. And I don't mean just physically. I'm talking about on a mental level. I can program my workouts much smarter because I'm not compromising things. Whereas before, you know, God forbid I went down in my strength and in an exercise or I lost a little bit of muscle because I had to focus on something else. I don't, that's not important to me anymore. I'm looking at the entire picture and now I can see a clear path towards uh, longevity. I can see myself at 70 and 80 years old exercising and being, you know, vir- you know, virile and healthy and, and feeling good. Whereas before I couldn't see that path before all I could see was, wow, mm, in 20 yeah. years, my hips see are probably going to be hurting. Go. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. And I'm going to be one of those, those old time, old timers in the gym that used to be able to squat, but can't squat anymore because, you know, they just kept pushing it past a certain point. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm not competing at some ridiculously high level, you know, I'm not searching for, you know, world records. I understand if you're at that level and you need to just, you know, every pound counts, but the yeah. average person listening, that's not you, man. No. And that extra one pound, uh, nobody's going to give a shit, but what's going to yeah. happen is if you train based on some of those other things, uh, you're going to feel a lot better. It's going to be much more long-term. It's, gonna, it's a lot more fun, well, man. A lot of what I like to think of too is like, I want to voice that to people that are like, I don't know, like me that have, have an athletic back background and they still think that oh dude i gotta press so hard i gotta do all this stuff to achieve some you know something great and and you know tangible and have to put myself into this you know competition where i have to go into uh like the spartan race or i have to do this or i have to like i have to get worth through that through through the comp like competing and i don't know it's just been so revolutionary for me to be like uh, that's great that was a time in my life where i was like competing at a very high level and i was like trying as hard as i could in the gym to promote better performance but like sal said like what, what am i going to be when i'm 80 you know, right. like, what is my body going to look like? What are my and, abilities going to look? Well, that's like? what I always say to the answer. To that's me. more, the, you the, know, interesting to me. The CrossFit people that are that are so hell bent on doing that, and I'm, well, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I have a lot of buddies that do it, and you guys love doing it. That, I think I'm never going to tell you not to because that's like you trying to tell me don't go play basketball. Yeah. I love basketball, but there's I, huge appeal there. But I just, I, I always, I always tell them like, you know, just with caution that understand that if this is. If you're connecting this as your way of getting in shape, like this is how you you have found health. Oh, you'll lose it eventually. Yeah, you 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 won't be able to maintain this. You just won't, you know. And I know there's a bunch of CrossFit people that are listening to that, and they go, "Oh, oh, whatever." I know somebody who's 75 and 80 that fucking does cross. Okay, there's yeah. anomalies and everything. And we're talking about, you know, talk to me when you've trained 5,000 plus people, and you can talk about the percentage of those people that could ever possibly do that in their 50s and 60s. And yeah. and that's where we come from. You got to remember that that you know there's always an argument it's not just our own experience it's living through those experiences yeah, of all of our clients exactly it's like there's anything that's made it that so mainstream like crossfit or whatever that has gotten that popular of course you can argue there's someone who has backed it and argued it i mean shit they even have their they have their own like internal church and st- like the their own right papers and journals inside yeah. <laughs> just to keep feeding you guys with this all the science that's backing up yeah. what they're teaching and telling well, but, you and it's like yeah. well yeah no shit you could totally do that but you know i'll tell you something right now that crossfit hasn't even been around as long as i've been training yeah and you know way before they came out we knew you know we knew the better ways of getting people in shape based off of all the people that i've seen succeed and i've seen and all the people that i've seen fail burnout and, 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 and i'll tell you you know training at that that high of intensity 
it's like playing a sport to get in shape and the a matter everybody stops playing football everybody stops playing basketball everybody stops doing those things at one point in their life because it isn't good sports are not good and healthy for your body no. that that continued repetition of banging on the body at that high of a level is not designed for longevity it's designed for maximal performance at that yeah. time and hey if you're 25 years old and it's what gets your rocks off and you love doing it maybe one day you aspire to be in the crossfit games and by all means do that but just be aware of what you're involved in and what you're doing it is a fucking sport or make it a temporary it's, thing you yeah know? it's like, not a way of getting that's, in, it's that's not a goal a, you can achieve and master and then move on like I mean, that, that's what i had to learn i'm I'm, like i, I want to do i want to compete at something you know high sometimes and i'm like i'll train for that one thing but that's not you know like getting to that pinnacle is not the pinnacle i have to be in you know forever how often do you have to check yourself because that is I, part of what i'm glad you went this direction because part of what made me want to bring up the protein thing is I had somebody uh, inbox me and tell me, you know, it really, I, we really enjoy when you guys share um, your personal journey and the things that mm-hmm. you guys struggle with or the things. So, you know, that, that whole protein thing is something that is currently happening with me right now. I always am tweaking and assessing and, and paying attention to mm-hmm. my own habits and the things I have to mentally check myself and the things that I'm trying to grow on. So I wanted to share with people that because I know that we put a message out there so much about, oh, you don't need that much protein because we, we know that a majority of the people are following the advice of these idiots that are telling two, three grams and pushing it. So you get your, their bars and shakes. But I also wanted to come back and say, Hey, there is a place for you to take those things. And I do utilize them too, when I need to, I, I, I look at it like for me personally, it's been a bit of an addiction. Like as far as me feel, especially going back and playing in that football game too, it, it like sort of reignited this euphoria, this, this feeling I get at, like competing, you know, at the apex of my ability, you know, like right now I have to, I have to move at, you know, the, and accelerate as quickly and as hard as I possibly can. And I'm challenging myself to get through the endurance of it because this is like, you know, I was dying out there after a certain point. I didn't, I didn't really train hard with my endurance. And so I was really just challenging myself mentally to see if I could overcome uh, this, this insatiable urge to quit and to stop. And that I was, it's too much. Uh, but at the same time, like, I just feel like I could totally see people getting trapped into that, that, oh, after you're done, you get this euphoria, like, wow, I, I accomplished something. It was amazing. It was something great that I did. Um, but, um, you know, for me to now div- like divert my attention back to, you know, feeding my body, listening to signals, like getting back into the rhythm of, uh, doing healthy things and, 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 and you know, listening to my body and adapting and, and, and responding accordingly. Uh, but then like my, my new focus is to really like, I don't, I don't see myself completely, you know, stepping out of competition at that level. I just look at it as like, you know, I'm now I'm cool. I'm cool. I got that. You know, I, I reached something great that I really like to feel, you know, but I'm cool with like going through the process, helping my body. I may see something later. I'm like, Ooh, that might be fun to, to get involved in. And I'm going to train for that. And like, you know, express myself in that yeah, way. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I think we need to be very clear. Uh, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with testing yourself and competing mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing what you're made of or, or meeting a challenge. And in fact, that's a, a it's a very human uh, desire. It's a very necessary, I think, 
thing that we should do on a regular basis. Not super regular, but we need to do it because it feels good. But besides that, it gives you a purpose too. If that gives, if that is your sole purpose, however, you're screwed. If that's, if you're, if all you ever do is train for half marathons and marathons, and if you don't have one scheduled, uh, you find yourself losing motivation. I see this all the time. Yeah, I, I know lots of people that they need an event. Well, you're not very well rounded. Right. Well, what I mean is they need an event. They need a competition to motivate them. And once that competition, it's God, no different. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. no different than yep. than getting ready for a wedding or getting ready for a party. And I gotta get in shape. And what do they always do after the party's over? Is they they lose all motivation, they gain weight or they stop exercising and they get back out of shape and their health suffers because they've attached everything to that one moment. I experienced this at one point when, you know, I had to, I was doing some photos and I had to get really really shredded after I took the photos and you find yourself losing your motivation. So, you don't want to connect yourself uh, yeah. to those types of things. You want to be you want to be more connected to the the long-term mm-hmm. uh, goals and effect and and uh, you know, uh, benefits you're going to get from exercise and nutrition not for the short-term stuff the short-term stuff look forward to it have a great time come you know compete do your best you know that's when you push out your performance well, what can you do to achieve a new level right so I, I i work myself up to a specific pinnacle and now i want to see what that pinnacle is and what that looks like and now how do i make myself even better you got a lot of work to do going back to the groundwork and the you know working your way back up to the next apex the next sort of part of your life uh, your body your uh you know challenging your mind in some way there's always something that you know you can work towards to to achieve well, the, this type a, of feeling here's a, i got a great example okay you guys i guarantee you have experienced this number of times i know i have some of the hardest clients i've ever had to train in my entire life are ex-athletes ex-athletes who used to play college something at a high level Mm -hmm. and now don't do shit because they don't have that that competition they don't have that sport anymore uh their eating habits are all off because they used to eat a shit ton of food when they were competitive swimmers they don't have competition anymore now they're housewives or or you know uh husbands and fathers and they're just out of shape and it's very hard to train them because they only know how to attach themselves to competition Mm -hmm. now there's no competition what what do i have to look forward to with exercise they can't enjoy the process anymore and that's what I'm talking about. I've seen mm-hmm. that a million times. I don't know if you guys have experienced that as well. Oh, no, that's very yeah, difficult. For that, sure. Those are some of the hardest clients to help for sure. Plus, they also still connect them being in the best shape of their lives to that way of training. Oh, it's so skewed. They have so, no idea what yeah, proper intensity so is. It's very hard to break that way of thinking that, listen, just because you did it that way doesn't mean it was the right way or the most ideal way for you for longevity and health. There is a much better, there's actually a much easier way for you to get there. Yeah. Uh, so that, I deal with that a lot. In fact, uh, a majority of my clients are exactly that. I definitely attract type A personality, ex-athlete. Almost all my uh, coaching clients right now are, you know, soccer moms that used to be like super athletic and did things in the past and now they are in careers and have kids and are super busy and they when they when they first hire me they've already been training some high intensity class and they're mm-hmm. running five miles and they're doing all this crazy stuff like to try and get to their goal and asking me like what else can I do and I'm like okay well actually we're gonna fucking cut out all of this <laughs> you know and yeah. I need to start you all over and let's assess where you know so those are definitely um, you know wh- now I've 
now I, I'm all referral based, right? I don't promote my, my, you know, fitness business at all and anything. And so I always get now people who, Hey, just go see him. Just listen to what he has to say. Trust the process. So it's a lot easier now. Like I don't have the same problem, but it took me a long mm-hmm. time to build up that credibility. I had to change enough lives of those type of personalities now. And what's neat with that circle of people, they tend to hang out with other te- like ourselves, right? You hang out towards people like that are like you. So they start sending their friends and saying like, listen, I, I thought this was the way to get in shape. I thought this is what I needed to do. I had no idea. Go yeah. see him. He'll help you out. So, I mean, this advice that we're given right now is for most people um, who are embarking on the fitness and health journey. You are looking for um, long-term health and fitness. You're looking for mm-hmm. uh, you're looking for answers that are going to provide you with the tools that are going to make this something that you can make a part of your life in an effortless way. Now, if you're an athlete, if you're training specifically for an event, that's a different animal altogether. And that's very specific. That is a very specific set of training, mm-hmm. very specific set of nutrition and goals and how you treat it. And that's where you get into the grind. That's what you get into the, you know, you got to maximize and push this and push that. And it's, but that's a very specific thing most of you listening are not in that category Mm -hmm. and what we're trying to do is we're trying to provide you with the the tools to make this a i'm telling you right now when you reach that level where your goals are based upon how you feel and your mobility and you know you do like the performance but it's a side effect of being healthy it is a euphoric uh place to be it is an easy place to be fitness i'm telling you right now fitness is not hard. Mm. Contrary to popular belief, it is not a hard thing to do. It is an easy, almost effortless, feels good thing to do. That's, but you have to get to that level first. And when you get there, it's amazing. So fucking amazing. Something that that has helped me a lot and what I've done, one, the way I've uh, approached my own health and fitness and how, what I try and teach these type A personalities. So if you're somebody who uh, can relate to this, uh, maybe this helps. So when we first all got together and we started training, uh, what was the best part of maps for me was it got me out of uh, a modality of training that I had been kind of training in for quite some time. And I had kind of just been intuitively lifting and I wasn't program designing at all. And I didn't have any real goals involved. This was before competing. And then maps comes around, competing comes around and it forced me to do all those things. And what it did was it gave me a new focus. And so what I found was, okay, I left the way I was training, which is hard. And the guys will tell you, and I know they've mentioned this on the show before. I know Sal's giving me kudos that, you know, the Adam's really good about, you know, changing and being open to different things and following that. And I do try and pride myself on, on that, that I am okay with that. And it takes discipline for us type A or athlete minded people because you want to be good at the things that you do. Like nobody, you don't want to be a failure. You don't want to be like the worst at it. Like for example, when we first started lifting and I had never before us getting together, I literally never lifted one to five reps that didn't exist ever in my life. Mm. And so that became a whole new focus for me. And I was not very good. I didn't have, I wasn't super. I never, I never would talk about my deadlift or my squat or bench. I used to tell people, I don't care how much I, I lift. It's about how I look. I feel good. If I take my shirt off and I look better than the guy who benches twice as me, that's all I care about. You know, that was the, my mentality. But there's also something to be said about the importance of the adaptations and and phasing and and moving on to different focuses. So when I did that and when I first started doing that, I'm not I didn't have a very strong squat and have a very strong overhead press. I didn't have a very strong deadlift. So I had to put a lot of energy and focus on that and to watch that come up. And then the athlete in me 
started seeing, and that's when I started talking trash to Sal. Here I come, and I was, you know, trying to catch up to him on his deadlift and 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 Justin's squad, and you know, I made a very competitive side out of it. But the part that I have to do, what all of us have to do, is learn that once you've been there for a while, is to now readjust and switch. So from there, I I took that same approach and that that competitive mentality. Me and I said, okay, now I'm going to look at mobility, mm-hmm. and it's those other things now. No, it's it's a no longer important to me. Do I? Yeah, I want my. Of course, I want my deadlift and squat to still be as good mm-hmm. as it was before. But it does. It really it needs to not matter to me. It needs now. What needs to matter is every time I get in that gym, I'm noticing better mobility. I'm noticing better range of motion. Well, it takes a lot of self reflection. I mean, for you to be able to assess maybe a, a component of of training or longevity or health or whatever like you have to be able to assess maybe where the weak points are and like something that um look i know that like my range of motion sucks uh, and i know that like um uh, or, or maybe my my eating could be a lot better or you know like xyz you're gonna you're gonna figure that out but you're gonna make that a priority and that's gonna be something that will always stay in the loop even though you're improving and you're and you're shifting your focus like training while or, or whatever, like you still have to keep that one, whether it's even if it's a skill, if it's something I want to get better at power cleans, like that's like my goal for like months and months and months. So that's exactly what I'm saying is like all these little, all these little things, right? All these are different adaptations for the body. And I treat each one of them like an individual sport. And right now I may be really good at soccer, you know, and I, but I, I've been doing that for a long enough time now that I know it's best for my body to shift to a different sport. So now I need to move myself over to football, but you know, it sucks when we'll say football represents mobility is I go to football and I'm not the best at football. In fact, I'm one of the worst at it. Yeah. And that's okay though, because I have that competitive athlete mentality. So I'm going to approach it that, Hey, I am really bad at this. I'm going to get better every day. I'm going to get a little bit better, a little bit better. And just yesterday we were messing around on our grass out here and I was showing the boys where my, my boat mobility has came in the last, like, you know, three to six months. To be honest, I thought you were like, Oh, I'm sure enough like i'm impressed man i really am i'm impressed with what you've uh, accomplished dude. well i you know and i and i and that's why i wanted to talk about it because it's not just something as simple as uh you know i've i've got more tools now uh because i've been hanging out with dr brink and these guy and justin who's is hardcore and immobility you still have to go apply that shit yeah you know and the principles of frequency that we preach has been a, a big part of my success well, shit and, and sal's overhead press now holy shit yeah, my boy. It's it's it's, it's crazy to watch you guys. You it's know? it's funny too because the side effect of doing all. First of all, let me ask you guys this: Have you? We've all been working out for a long time ourselves, right? We've been we've all been lifting since we were you know much younger. Uh, are you having more fun now? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, for sure. That is huge. I don't know why people don't use that. Don't don't identify that as a metric. Metric. Mm-hmm. Are you having fun? Think about that. Think about that to yourself. Are you are you going through your workouts and they're just fucking miserable? Just grueling. It ain't gonna. Guess what? I promise you're not gonna keep doing it. I don't care how dedicated you are. Eventually, mm-hmm. you're gonna stop doing it. It's not gonna work for you. Uh, one of the side effects of training the way we do now is. It's a lot of fun. Here's the second side effect. Believe it or not, your body starts to look better also. I'll, tell, I'll give you an example. I could not do a windmill without any weight. 
about three or four months ago. I did not have that type of mobility to yep. twist and bend. It just didn't fucking work for me. I had never attempted it before, but at, when I attempted it, I, I was shocked that I couldn't get into that position. I couldn't believe how shitty I was at a kind of a fundamental movement. So I started practicing windmills and I applied the, the principle of frequency. Uh, you know, one thing that we've learned is that if you, that the body responds really well to practice and this happened, this is good for, you know, building muscle, burning body fat, whatever practice just just works rather than hammering it and then leaving it on for a week or whatever so i'd practice windmills two or three days a week and i'd go light and i'd practice on the mobility and the form and whatever three months later i did yesterday i did not yesterday two days ago i texted you guys i did a windmill with 86 pound kettlebell and i went so that went, yeah. I went from nothing to an 86 pound kettlebell now what's the side effect of that well all the muscles and coordination involved with being able to do that has developed from zero to 86. Yeah. My central nervous system could fire so much better in that position. I'm noticing carryover to other exercises, mm-hmm. but more than that, uh, parts of my body that kind of felt a little off and that sometimes I'd have SI joint issues or whatever, mm-hmm. they seem to be gone now. And yeah. it's all because the attitude has completely changed. And you can apply this to uh, your nutrition as well. Right. When you look at, look, when these studies come out and a study comes out that says, you know, uh, this particular supplement or whatever, it shows to burn body fat at 10% higher rate. Okay, great. You're burning 10% faster body fat. But at what cost? At what expense? What are you giving up to get that extra 10%? Mm. What is is suffering as a result? Mm. We could talk about this in relationship to you know hormones. I could take very high doses of you know growth hormone and testosterone, and I can even mess with insulin, and I'll show you a study that shows how much more fat I lost and muscle I built, but at what cost? At what 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 expense? And we need to look at the whole picture because mm-hmm. I you know I know everybody listening is like I just want to look really good. You're not gonna look. It's not gonna be a visible change in your body. Uh, really pushing all these different things that are causing uh, that can potentially be causing uh, havoc with your health. Um, if you move towards your health. Uh, you probably gonna either either you're gonna look the same or, prob- or probably better. Right. And there's lo- there's there's things that are hard to to quantify in terms of aesthetics. There's definitely a healthy look when you look at someone and you can't quantify. It. You know, I can't say well, why does that person look healthier. It's not like I can say specifically like oh their delts are bigger or this. Just I don't know. They just look healthier. All of us have known that. You know, have you ever walk in somewhere and people say, man, you look yeah. really good. And you say, well, why? Well, I don't know. You just kind of look. <laughs> it may be just you got better posture. You know? Yeah. Like something simple. And you're just like, whoa. And that, that's what I'm Striking. talking And that's what I'm talking about. If you make that kind of the motivation direction of uh, what you're doing with your routine and you have competitions and you inject those in, in, in there every once in a while to test yourself, yeah. you've got yourself a fantastic Well, plan. you nailed it when you talked about having fun. Because like for me, that was the biggest takeaway for me for for competing i just had a i had a shit ton of fun that's it and uh and and then you know being able to take that and then go back and and train and have fun in my training do something different yeah i think the key though is the is the learning to weave in and out keeping, of that. yeah keeping it learning out. to weave in and out of that it, i feel i don't and i don't know if this is just human nature and the creatures that we are that when mm-hmm. we find our comfort zones or the things that we're good it's like at having a really good feeling in people like it, maybe it's coming from a very specific drug, you know, and then, Oh my God. So then they become an addict because they have to have that really good feeling. That's a perfect example. Cause I mean, like you just said, you had so much fun doing, it. you loved it. So it takes some discipline now to take yourself out of it mm-hmm. and say, this is not the way for me to do this forever. This is just, this was something I enjoyed. It pushed my, it pushed my limits. I love training for it, but I find that people connect that 
to being healthy or fit or well, it should be that way. You should. And that's why, too, like I remember, man, when we first started getting on social media, you know, these were the type of pages that I would kind of jab at these these people that were promoting just fucking bad shit. And I'd be and they'd be like, why would why are you so negative or, you know, why are you this way? If people are happy and they're working out that that you should be supportive of that. I'm like, no, you're giving shit advice. Like <laughs> just because people are active and moving and you're, you're considering yourself a professional, you shouldn't be giving out advice like that. Just it's not ideal. And I, I know where that person heads. So you think you're so great and you're motivating that person to go beast mode and kick ass in gym. I know that person doesn't last for the next six months doing that. Mm-hmm. And they were motivated maybe for a few months following you and listening to your dumbass advice but then eventually they fall off or they get themselves injured or they forever think they need to do that in order to get in shape oh did i unplug you sorry about that uh you know if you if you really look at it uh here i'll plug in buddy or maybe doug can no you yeah, yeah. someone had, you're uh, stepping on it if right you now, if you if you look at it <laughs> let me ask you guys this if fitness uh, excuse me if fasting wasn't an effective fat loss tool you on there adam yeah if fasting wasn't a an effective weight loss tool do you think that the fitness community would be embracing it right now if it was just a healthy thing to do no oh yeah no it wouldn't no No. it wouldn't and that's what i mean like i told you that i'm like watch how we're gonna see it it'll be that's the sad part about this industry and it is look fasting does fasting is an effective uh fat loss tool it is it definitely will help you burn body fat better than not fasting but the real benefits are not that the real benefits are these incredible cognitive enhancing benefits the real benefits are immune boosting you know it's inflammation hgh the all there's so many other benefits that are coming it's 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 got incredible health benefits and so you know if you just view everything as build muscle and burn body fat you're missing a a huge kaleidoscope of amazing things you could be doing to improve uh your well-being and you're missing out on a lot of fun. When I look at, so here's the thing too. I, okay, here's a good example. I've had so many clients, uh, and this is typically, I've had typically females that uh, fall into this category where they weigh themselves on a consistent basis and everything is around weight loss and they're, they're, they're religiously tracking everything. They're super obsessed about it and they have a really bad relationship to food. And the second I have them stop tracking and the second I have them pay attention to other signals, then they get on the scale uh, you know, a month later and they're shocked to find wow, I lost four pounds. I've been trying to lose that four pounds forever. And all of a sudden I lost four pounds. It's like, because you were missing out on this amazing sea of signals and things you could be paying attention to in which the, if you, if you pay attention to them, the side effect is you become a healthier body weight. You become leaner. Uh, you feel better when you work out all these, uh, incredible benefits. So, you know, when you brought up the protein thing, uh, you know, that, that kind of sparked that in me, uh, where, you know, yes, there is an ideal amount of protein you can eat to maximize performance, but there's also uh, fluctuating protein intakes that are going to benefit your health. And will you not build as much muscle in the short term by doing them? Maybe, perhaps, but in the long term, if your health is better, you're going to have more muscle at the result as a result anyway. Well, and where my physique is currently at is an example of that, because I told you I've been intuitively eating and intuitively eating for me has been under eating protein significantly. I've been significantly under eating protein for quite some time now. And my body just has muscle hasn't just fallen off. You know, I'm still holding at 227 pounds and probably somewhere between eight and 11% body fat in that range. So I've cut a good amount of lean body mass still on me. And that's typically about where I'm at. So even if I did lose some, maybe a pound, you know, say I lost three pounds of muscle during that process. Now I bet when I get back into 
being consistent with it, tracking, adding, watch how fast it comes right back on too. And during that time, all I've done is made my body that much more sensitive to protein. I've eliminated all these other foods like carbohydrates and, 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 and increased my vegetables and fruits and stuff that I've been eating in my diet. So I definitely think there's other benefits that I've, I've got over the last, you know, three months or so that I've been eating that way, even though maybe I, it'll been, it's been slightly detrimental to not get my protein, which I believe you're going to see it come right back. Excellent. Listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you will win a free Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Justin's at Mind Pump Justin and Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.